What's up, guys? I hope you're feeling um, like decent today, I guess. I hope you're feeling good today. Uh, today, we're going to be discussing the minimum wage. And so we know this topic is pretty trending right now. You hear a lot about it on the news and whatever other outlets you get your information from. People saying raise the minimum wage, keep the minimum wage the same. And, you know, it's a lot of, inf- it's a, it's a lot of information. It's a lot of influx going into your head. And so we decided that we would cover this topic just to kind of give people a resource to look at and kind of see uh, like different pros and cons that would come with raising the minimum wage. And then from there, I guess you can make your opinion and do whatever you want. Maybe some more research. Yeah, and if you haven't tuned into our episodes in November, please make sure to do so. They're really yes, good. Go ahead. All right, so based off the research we did so far, I mean, like besides, besides like, well, like before we get into this, what do you, what do you guys think? You think we should raise the minimum wage? No, I think personally, I'm gonna say no. I think no too. Yeah, Yeah. because like you know, even if we raised it, there would be benefits. But I think the contradictions of those benefits outweigh those benefits. And a lot of these. That's all. You can go. I think in the long run, it's just gonna lead to inflation, and we're gonna be in the same spot. Yeah, and uh, a lot of these, a lot of these benefits also have drawbacks that directly affect the benefit. So uh, it could really go both ways. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions about this that people don't really understand because they're only looking at it in a one-sided way. Yeah, they're just looking at it like, oh, minimum, well, higher minimum wage, we get more money. But uh, it's, Yeah, it's like a lot, the fast lot food employees, that. they're like, you know, if we raise the minimum wage, you know, that's going to help my salary. But, you know, in the long run or in the short run, it might help you. But in the long run, it's going to negatively impact you. Yeah, I think yeah. enough people work at minimum wage to lead to that type of inflation so it's not gonna help yes exactly all right let's get into these examples so the first the first example the first benefit of the first example is that raising the minimum wage would increase economic activity in the country which would lead to increased job growth yes so economists tend to think that minimum wage won't kill jobs and they also believe that the minimum wage would have no effect on employment. And that also includes minimum wage sectors like restaurants and retail. But uh, and they've even come up with statistics to prove that. So, for example, in San Francisco, the tip minimum wage was increased to twelve dollars and twenty five cents. And they ended up experiencing positive job growth in the leisure and hospitality industries that following year. So what that uh, the takeaway from that was that higher minimum wage equaled more jobs according to the statistics. Yeah, I mean, that, that one's a little bit more straightforward because higher minimum wage, people want to work for higher paying jobs. And so it gives them greater incentive. Exactly. Like we can yeah. relate that back to episode three we did. Right. But I, I think that, it, again, I don't think this will last. It's one year, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the contradiction. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> let's get into, let's go. Let's go to the contradiction. Well, so, it's, okay. So it says it's going to create around 85,000 new jobs over the next three years. Which is obviously very good. I mean, we, like the unemployment rate is one of the leading causes of you know just poverty in our country. So of course we want that to go down. And uh, the economists believe that more income will result in more spending, which would e- which would also further the economy. So higher sales, higher GDP. Yeah. Did you ever hear about that statistic though? That uh, the economists said that um, they only predicted four of the one hundreds, four of the hundreds of actually of great re- of the recessions that have occurred in world history. Yeah, it's it's always it's always a curveball. It's always out of left field, so you never really yeah. know. Especially because a lot of these studies are like short term studies too. Mm-hmm. 
Well, let's see. Uh, so the contradiction uh, to this benefit would be that all of these predictions are from short-term studies. So basically just because there's high economic growth in one year, it doesn't mean that it's going to stay like that for five, 10 years. Like you can't really predict it, especially with a change that would be as drastic as the minimum wage. Uh, and so the, so just like to show you, like the congressional budget office did the same study on the minimum wage increasing from seven twenty-five to $10 and 10 cents an hour. And they projected that this would result in a loss of 5,000 jobs. So those are like a couple of legitimate sources that are going completely opposite ways here. So yeah, like employers yeah. aren't, they're not going to want to pay their employees more because then they'd lose a revenue for themselves or profit for themselves. So they have to either increase, um, they, they have to either lay off employees or they have to, they, ha- they just have to um, pay them more. So you have two options. And option one would be to just keep all your same employees and pay them more or option two would be lay off workers. So to cut costs, that's their goal. So they, their goal with option two. Right, because I think that obviously the point of a business is to be profitable. So if you're raising the minimum wage to a point where it's not profitable, you have to either let go of workers, right? And that leads to higher unemployment levels. So, you know, Mm -hmm. that's going to negatively impact the economy. Mm -hmm. All right, so benefit two is that raising the minimum wage would give people higher purchasing power, which would therefore reduce poverty. So according to a 2014 Congressional Budget Office report, increasing the minimum wage to $9 would lift 300,000 people out of poverty and an increase to $10.10 would lift 900,000 people out of poverty. It would also reduce the number of young people living in poverty. So this one's kind of like self-explanatory as well. I mean, if people get paid more, then of course they're going to be able to afford more things. And there was like, I saw this thing on TV one time and it was, a documentary it wasn't really a documentary it's more like a special on this couple and their kid living in seattle and both of the parents had uh minimum wage jobs and in seattle especially like where housing is super expensive they couldn't even afford a place to live even though both the parents had jobs so something like this would be like really uh integral to them yeah, people might think, you know, my my wage is increasing by a little bit. So that's a good thing. But, you know, the government doesn't have a unlimited amount of money. They have to focus their their money to different and important things. So they can't if they're doing all this, then it's not going to really help them out. I from think a financial perspective. just a side tangent with our presidency being like Democratic right now, this is just going to make the national debt worse. Like we're only gonna they're going yeah they want to increase the minimum wage right mm-hmm. yeah so, so that's could... their podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um, uh yeah so that really leads into the contradiction which is that raising the minimum wage would also increase poverty so when the minimum wage would uh, increase employees would respond by reducing the hours of their employees or firing employees so obviously there's a lot of jobs there. So that way they can keep uh, keep their costs at a low because they still want to make a decent amount of profit. And they yeah, also, like they the also benefit have to make was saying too. Yeah. that if you increase the minimum wage and all these people come out of poverty, that doesn't mean that the employers are going to pay everyone that certain amount of money. Employers are going to make yeah. a response. And that's yeah, what we're talking about. Yeah. So they're, they're not all going to be able to afford it. I mean, so. they could be making the same amount because what if now their full time job becomes a part time job? Because the employers just can't afford it. Then they'd be making less. Right, Plus, right. Plus, I mean, the employers still have to pay their own salary, too. 
Right, so that means that the benefits are not really even benefits. Yeah, and that would lead to higher production costs because of the higher expense for workers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that leads to higher prices because they're losing revenue. So, you know, higher prices, consumers don't like that. So, you know, they're going to lose demand in the in the store and they're going to lose revenue from that as well. So that's not it's not a good thing. Right. Yeah. And now that they're think... also. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you, you, you're good. I think now that they're also not producing efficiency, there's going to be a lot of dead weight loss too. like the resources that they could have used are not are not going to be used anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So they not be reaching maximum output. Mm -hmm. All right. So benefit three kind of leads off of that. So a higher minimum wage. Uh, could reduce, and a lot of things we say could because we don't know if it would actually work. It's all based off of short-term studies, but no, I think it would, man. It might, but I mean, we don't know for sure because you know you never really know something until you. I agree it with this one. Like it might. So it says a higher gov a higher minimum wage would reduce government welfare spending. I think that one's more straightforward than the last two points. Um, I would argue that just because I think the higher minimum wage. I don't know if that would reduce welfare spending because if they're letting go of more people, like wouldn't more people be unemployed? Yeah, it, yeah it all kinda, it's not all not everyone's going to get these jobs, right? right. It's all built off so of like, wouldn't the government have to pay them anyway because they're not making any income from being fired? They're all, they're all kind of like tangents of each other. So you have to really like explore each branch to see what the end outcome is going to be. I like I don't think any of these benefits or, draw or drawbacks are as straightforward as like, yeah, we make really them out to, to be. Yeah, you you really have to like go in and like explore the tangents of each benefit and draw mm -hmm. back and see what the end uh, what the end result might be. Because like, but like, that is kind of true, and like how uh, the benefit is saying that from you know the fact that the government wouldn't have to spend like if everyone got all these jobs and got this increased wage, then technically, yeah, the government assistance programs would not have to like, allocate all this money towards them because they're making more income. But, you know, that's just there's so many variables. Yeah, but then, there. like we talked about before, then more people are going to get laid off, too. But is this all in the yeah. short run? Because yeah, exactly. That's I a whole other side. Welfare of it. spending will decrease, but only in the short run. Because yeah, in the long yes. run, we're just going to end up at the same spot unless we yeah. no, we're gonna end up worse. Maybe. Yes, yeah, so that's the whole that's a whole other side. That's a whole blanket over that. So, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So there's there's just a whole bunch of outcomes that could happen. And at least. I mean, usually there, there's more negative outcomes than positive, usually. Yeah, that, did you hear about okay. that statistic about the Economic Policy Institute? Wait, what did you want to say? No, I think that's honestly, like, economics is just all about, like, if you mess with the equilibrium, like, it's never going to turn out good. And I feel like this is exactly what it's doing. It's messing with... Wouldn't it lower equilibrium? Huh? Would it lower equilibrium? Um, in the Again, in the short run, but... Long run equilibrium is always the same. Yeah. So yeah, did you hear about that statistic by the EPI? Yeah. So basically, that's that uh, is that the Economic Policy Institute confirmed that uh, increasing minimum wage to ten dollars and ten cents would result in one point seven million Americans no longer being dependent on organizations like uh, SNAP, which is Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, uh, which is basically just food stamps. So obviously that that's good, but I mean how efficient is that going to be how truth how truthful is that going to be in the long run but then my other yeah, question is oh, go ahead. wait what did you say i think my other question is 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 the like okay is losing food stamps worth the um the pay that you're going to get 
Like, do you get what I'm saying? If, if you weigh them out, which one's going to give you more benefit? That's yeah, a good do you have point. to pay more? Hmm? Do you have to pay more, like, considering that? If you're off food stamps, you probably have to pay more for food, mm-hmm. right? So, isn't there a trade-off there? Like, that's not a good thing. It just depends how much you're getting back from the company, obviously, that you work for. Yeah, Devin, what do you think? Yeah, that's interesting, too. Because if it, yeah, yeah, if it costs more to be on food stamps, and then if you lose, if you lose food stamps and then get your extra pay, mm-hmm. is that really going to save you money? So that's, yeah, that's interesting. Because like, if Steve, are there more food. government welfare programs out there? What? Like, what else is there out there? Um, what else? What are government welfare programs? Social Security, right? Yeah. You, I think you have to be under a certain weight. Yeah, like you can get a social security check, right? Yeah. And they would lose that, so... Right, and I think you get 30000 a year on social security, but then the other thing is, or it's like thirty to 15000 but are you going to be making that money back if you're off social security? There's, I don't know. That's, it's not, it can't be that high. It, it's pretty high. That's crazy. My or cousin's really not on gain? food stamps. He's making 19k right now. Let's see, social security. Right. That's crazy though that you would make if you get thirty thousand. Would would that really be worth the benefit? So then, wouldn't you? Would you want to stay on social security then? That's I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. That's interesting. So the maximum social security you can get is one hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars. What is he doing? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Holy... Wait, that's you can get 137k a year. Look, look up social Whoa. security yearly max. That's insane. That's where our money goes. No, I, no one's doing. No, but I don't think. I don't think a lot of people get that money. I'm just saying. Then, yeah, that wouldn't make sense. Because then the government would be in. Bro, that's like more money than I'm making in like the next ten years. A hundred and thirty-seven thousand um, dollars. Okay, but back on track. What I'm saying is that if nice. they get, if they, if they no longer qualify for Social Security, right? Are they still getting back what they lose from Social Security? And the answer is we don't know. Exactly. Well, it depends on because like their it all depends. Drive, it all right? depends. It also depends on how much you get in Social Security in the first place, because not everybody's getting one hundred thirty-seven k. Well, it also depends but, on their hours. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Yeah, and that really I wonder how they the contradiction, how they right? Get... Yeah, wait, how do they determine who gets 137k? I don't. I don't. I don't think that statistic is true. I'm not. I'm not too sure about that. Yeah, that's insane. That seems ridiculously high to make over. Because 100K, if you're making you're over, if you're making a six-figure salary, aren't you in the top 10 percent already? I think so. And plus, if you had a hundred, let's say you're making, yeah, if you're making a hundred thousand dollars. Right, without like food stamps or anything, and then you get 137k from Social Security. Then you're making more Wait. than someone who's in top one percent. I think it's Social Security tax. Okay, so the maximum monthly Social Security benefit you can get. Oh no no no. Okay, so it's not. It's not Social Security tax. It's like. Oh, I was like, dude, there's no. Way. Yeah, because the average salary for an American is 48k. Yeah, so you get about three thousand a month, which is still a lot. Three thousand a month, so that's like thirty-six thousand a year. Yeah, Damn. and you got to be like at age seventy, I think. But it goes it, as your age decreases, it goes down. You mean increases? 
No, as your HD security oh, yeah. goes down. Yeah, uh, you, 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 you lead into the contradiction. Yeah, I got the contradiction. All right. So, uh, the the contradiction to that point, uh, is that a minimum wage increase would hurt businesses and force companies to close because businesses wouldn't really be able to afford the cost of having increased minimum wage. So, the example to this would be uh, Jamie Richardson, who's who, uh, who was the VP of White Castle, the fast food chain. And he said that they would have to close about half their stores and fire thousands of workers if the minimum wage were to increase to $15. Yeah, people got to understand that, you know, fast food chains like White Castle, McDonald's, Wendy's, Taco Bell, they don't have an unlimited amount of money. So, you know, they have, a, they have, a, they have, they have an expense to how much they can pay their workers. Yeah, so, and that, you know, that would cause that would cause more people to go on government. Yeah, and if it's like surpassing that uh, expense, then they gotta take action. And what they're gonna do is they're gonna lay off workers or they're gonna cut hours. But you know, it's more likely that they lay off workers because if they cut hours, then workers would be getting less pay, and that would lead to workers maybe being less productive because they have less incentive to work. Well, what but about labor unions? That's other things. Can they really or like contracts? Can they really fire them? Just out of nowhere. I mean, yeah. it's not out of nowhere, is it? Yeah, I mean, look yeah. at look at what Jamie Richardson said. He said he would close down half of his stores. That's close. That's that's like that's like get, get putting workers out of jobs everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I feel but like that's gotta be York, over time, though. Yeah. Wait, is it New York? Uh, their minimum wage like fifteen bucks. Oh. No, that's high. That's high. New York, it is, dude. No, the at, federal at minimum one, wage right in now. In one part of New York, it might not be their minimum wage, but that's like a common starting salary, I think. Well, it's the lowest. No, the minimum hourly rate, the minimum hourly wage, is expected to rise from eleven point eight zero to twelve point five zero. Yeah. Over what period of time? What is that, like a $70 increase or something? Or a uh, cent increase, I mean? Uh, 70 cents on December 31st, 2020. Yeah, see, that even something as small as that are going to put so many people out of work. Yeah, because think about it, there's so many people Man. that they're employing. It's like 80 cents, 80 cents, 80 cents. It's going to add up. It all adds up. It all adds up. Well, from a moral standpoint, do you think min- raising the minimum wage is good, but like from an economic standpoint, it's bad? Not even from a moral standpoint, because morally, if you increase the minimum wage, aren't you knowingly putting people out of jobs too? In the long run, but in the short run, they're benefiting. So there's a trade-off. Um, I think for me, the moral view and the economic view are the same. Obviously, I don't. I I tend to agree with that. What? I I I think I agree with that. Yeah. There. Yeah. Because it can go, it goes both ways. I think the other issue is like I'm not personally living in poverty, right? So I don't know how it feels. So I'm, I don't know if I'm morally if I can make a good um, decision on that. Yeah, we yeah, don't really I mean, have experience in that, so we can't mm-hmm. really like assume something anything. Because someone else living yeah. paycheck to paycheck could obviously say no. Well, even for a short amount of time, if I get that much relief, it's that much better for me, you know. Yeah, I think there's certain yeah, people out there who would they, prefer that. But, mm-hmm. you know, it might impact them later in the future. Right. As long as they know that it that it might impact them uh, later, I think that they should make like their decision. Like a temporary benefit. In they, a way. Well, like if they know how it's gonna impact them later, then I feel like 
because they're in that position, they have the knowledge about that position, they should, or they could be able to, or they would be able to make, uh, like an, a good choice for them maybe to maybe collect the money in the short in the short run, and then uh maybe start making some money moves, and growing your money and you know, doing all that stuff, seeing where that leads you. Yeah, that really know. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it all depends on that. It doesn't really work in the best interest extent. of the American public. Yeah, it's not going to no. work out for us, but. It's not. It's not really super cool. That are working at minimum wage, I think, to do something like this. Um. Okay. So, do you guys want to move on to benefit four? Yeah. Okay. Um. The minimum wage has not kept up with inflation. I think this is definitely important because even if the minimum wage goes up, it's not like their quality of living is going to go up. They're not going to be able to afford. Yeah, the living standards. Yeah. Because, yeah, raising the minimum wage would ensure that the less fortunate living standards would not decrease over time due to inflation. So and the inflation rate is like going up no matter what. So if minimum wage were to stay the same, then the living standards of the less fortunate are going to start to decrease. Yeah. And so that situation could play out like how it is in Venezuela. So in Venezuela, uh, their economy and their whole like uh, society is kind of screwed up uh, in a certain way. But uh, basically, the example about Venezuela is that there's the extremely wealthy, so there's like the super rich, and then there's the poor, which is like the very, very poor, and there's really uh, no in between. So like the the very poor in Venezuela are so poor that like they they make like people uh, or like really they make poor, the people poor people in America look like, rich. Yeah, look like common citizens or just like or like millionaires. Uh, I I saw this video one time where somebody went shopping in Venezuela. And the only thing that was in the supermarket was just like ketchup, like that's it, just ketchup. And so, yeah, there. Can that apply to like North Korea? Like, have you ever seen the movie The Interview? Well, I mean, North Korea is really tightly controlled, though. Yeah, so... that's a command economy. I think like that's way different than. Yeah. What we're. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Kim would make all the important decisions over there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so, yeah, uh, do you want to lead into the contradiction? Yeah, I got it. So, the contradiction to that point with that would be that minimum, uh, raising the minimum wage would increase the price of consumer goods. So, when the minimum wage increases, who do you think is going to deal with this extra burden of pay? The employers, no, they're not going to do that. No, just no. Uh, like like we explained in our first episode, yeah. Rich Dad Poor Dad, entrepreneurs are not going to work for money, and we've established this in in the other benefits and contradictions. So the rich people, they're going to have money work for them, while the poor people, they're going to. I have. Them. I actually have a contradiction to that. All right, what is this? So I think that it depends how elastic the good is, right? So if someone sees the good as like they don't want it anymore, or if 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 they don't have like that income to buy it anymore like like they're not gonna how do i explain it okay so if the price is gonna go up for a good right yeah um mm-hmm. and the producers know the consumers are not gonna buy it because the price is going up they're gonna eat some of the costs so they're still making a profit yeah. but they're gonna eat the cost if they know like say it's like medication right if they know that the consumer <laughs> needs it they can put all the burden on the consumer but if it's something like, 
don't know, like a, like a new couch or something or something else like that, or like maybe fast food. It's very elastic. So the demand could change at any time. Well, even in medicine, can't they just turn to another pharmacy to get that medicine at a lower price? Like, do you ever hear a good RX? Dude, I get, like I, get, I get ads on TV for that all the time. Yes, good RX. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, you know, if you raise your prices in a pharmacy, just turn to good RX. Yeah, but I mean, good RX might, like, I mean, they might alter their prices. Yeah, I feel like if everyone, if the, I, I assume that good RX is employing people sense. with minimum wage as well. Yeah. Yeah, but how did Good RX get known? What? Through marketing. No, no, no. They got known because they have lower prices than all the other pharmacies out there. Well, so if another no, pharmacy were to raise their prices due good to RX raising the minimum wage, stuff, then though. that's not gonna help. No, them. Good RX what? doesn't sell stuff. Good R- Yeah, no, they offer discounts. Yeah, they offer discount well no, like they basically just tell you which pharmacy has the lowest price or whatever. Right, but if they all raise their price no, they don't. No, they don't. Yeah, but like, look. If... You've never seen those ads? Yeah, I have. Like, oh, Dude, I'm, I'm... Where the poor lady oh, comes into the store, and then after that, <laughs> she can't pay for the medication. No, it's the lady with her after... son. I've seen that. Actually, I've seen yes, that. that's exactly what I just said. Yeah, it's the lady with her son. No, you said the poor lady. You said yeah, the old but lady. But then she turns on the GoodRx app, and then after that, she's able to pay for it. You know and why? Because there's a discount. Um, I just think that. Yeah, exactly. See? Like, if, okay, if production prices go up for medication they know that you need the medication like if you're if you're a diabetic and you need insulin you, you're gonna and your prices are going up i'm thinking that no matter what i'm gonna charge a consumer i'm not eating insulin insulin is a sketchy topic remember what happened like, yeah, well, isn't a couple that, years um, ago or was that two but, years ago the dude who was uh who's like he had basically like an insulin monopoly almost i believe it was something like that yeah, I think it's the same with, like, that, and I think AIDS medication in the same way. Wasn't that, that's an example of, um, what is that an example of? A monopoly? Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah. But I just he, he think had a monopoly that on insulin. they're so going to eat up the profit, the, the cost, until it's not profitable for them to do so. That's basically what he Well, even if you're talking about that insulin thing, like, that's only if you need it right away, right? Because if you have time, then can't you just I go mean, to an, you only have a few days. Well, no, he needed it. He need, uh, like, they basically, like, his insulin company or whatever uh, insulin thing he was affiliated with had a lot, like, really high demand. And they just jacked up prices to the point where it wasn't even affordable anymore. Mm-hmm. So it was like this whole, it was like this whole big thing. Yeah, that's just. So, <laughs> that was my only contradiction with that. Um, I think consumers will end up eating some, if not all, the cost. Yeah, you have you guys ever been to like you know a baseball stadium or you know like have you ever been to City Field? No, City Field is why well, okay. City Field is nice, but like, the well, in general, you know, a general MLB stadium in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so you realize that when you go over there and then you go to the concession stand, you see how much a, like a Dasani drink costs. Like even if you go to Six Flags. But not even just like, like you see drink, how much it like costs for a bottle of water. Everything is expensive. Yeah, but a bottle of water is like five dollars. So if if Dude, you I get like the minimum wage, then Costco for five dollars. Okay, well, well, think about it this way: Six Flags they have to deal with the whole coronavirus, so their their membership, their fees, they're all they're they can't they can't even meet their goals because of this thing. So like I they even I I even got a free membership for 2021 because of this. So oh, really? if they, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, we negotiated, so. <laughs> so okay, yeah. So if they were to, if the inflation were, I mean, if the minimum wage were to increase, then the price of everything on the menu is going to increase. So people are not going to be happy when water goes up from five dollars to seven dollars because you know if you just go to Costco and go to the uh, the the uh, vending machine, it's only like eighty five cents. I mean, would that really change much though? Because they're still getting paid more, which we'll talk about later. But they're still getting paid more to a certain extent. So the difference is the same. It's not like they're necessarily. Well, it depends um, if you're making minimum wage or not. No, because the ripple effect. Well, okay, so. Well, isn't that later? We'll get to that. We're teasing. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um. I don't think the ripple effect affects everyone, though. Yeah, not exactly. That's kind of what I'm kind of getting at. Is that's not going to affect everyone. So it may affect. The people at Six Flags, but it's not going to affect, like, you and me, right? No. Well, it would affect, the the like, the Six Flags business in general. Like, those employers, employees. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, so... I... Because increased prices there would lead to decrease in employment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, do you want to lead us to the next benefit? Yeah, I got it. So uh, benefit five is that improvements in productivity and economic growth have outpaced increases in the minimum wage. So currently, the, minim- the minimum wage is seven twenty-five an hour. And if it had kept pace with the technological improvements that we had in the world, it would be at around twenty-one seventy-two per hour. And that was in 2012, too, according to the Economic and Policy Research Center. Yeah, so what if what what this what this benefit is saying that since the minimum wage hasn't increased at the same amount as the as like technological improvements, then it's 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 been better. So like you know, people think you know if the if the technological improvements have increased, if the minimum wage and technological improvements had increased at the same amount. Then the minimum wage would be twenty one dollars and seventy two percent per hour in two thousand twelve. So if it's currently seven twenty five dollars an hour now in two thousand twenty, which is eight years after two thousand twelve, people think there is some like leeway in there that you know that the that the minimum wage could increase to maybe a dollar more or two dollars more or something like that. No. Uh, but the contradiction to that point would be that uh, though these incomes could possibly increase there would be a really large decrease in the workforce because teenagers and young adults are uh, most commonly the ones who are being paid minimum wage. And so they could be just completely deleted from the workforce in order to cut costs. So according yeah, to- Yeah, because they don't need the job, right? They're just doing yeah. it. Well, no. Yeah. Especially like if you're like a young adult who's like, uh, let's say you're like 18 or 19, you might need the job. Yeah, you might be paying so- for like student loans and stuff. Yeah, or just yeah, I guess like it depends on your job. situation. Yeah. So according to the Pew Research, 24% of minimum wage earners, uh, but they only represent 13.7% of the workforce as a whole, and 24% of minimum wage workers are teenagers. So unemployment rates would skyrocket, and um, I guess like a way, like, okay, so fast food chains uh, commonly pay minimum wage uh, to their workers and so especially like uh, if you go to France I know France has this and like I don't know it's everywhere but basically uh, if you go to like McDonald's or something 
there's only really people working there for like cashier stuff. And other than that, you like place your order all on something like automated. And you I've just have, never like, seen a teenager work at too. one of those places, surprisingly. A teenager working at a McDonald's Where, in another McDonald's? country or here? No, 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 like even in the U.S., I've never seen a teenager working at here. McDonald's. Oh, actually, I mean, I've seen someone from our school yeah, at maybe... McDonald's. I won't say who, but I saw someone from our school. <laughs> shade. No shade, I'm kidding. But, uh, Basically, yeah, but like McDonald's pizza restaurants, McDonald's yeah. it all pizza kind of works the same way. No, like I, I got you. Oh, no, oh like my two God. separate things. But I feel like if you like a pizza restaurant, like let's say like D and T's or whatever, like they wouldn't resort to automated systems because they're not a huge like corporation like McDonald's is. I'd argue that. So I think I that. Really? I feel like they would get hurt more if you worked for McDonald's and this happened. I think that even like small, even small companies, they may not invest in like making a whole app for it. But if they're able to make it automated and fire as many cashiers as they need to, right, to do so, I think they'll get their investment money. back. But how would, how, would, how, would they even, how would they even go about making it automated? I mean, don't they have like websites and stuff? Websites, yeah, but I mean that's just right. like ordering Wait, through. Don't big brand companies though mm-hmm. have you know more money to spend, so it wouldn't you'd be more effective if it was like a small business. Like McDonald's didn't shut down due to the coronavirus, but many small businesses around around America did. Right, and a lot of that went on. I mean, because McDonald's also like yeah, McDonald's also a source of like cheap food too. And plus, they're so huge that you can order online and do all stuff. Well, isn't that everywhere? Or whatever you want. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at, like, actual restaurants, like, actual restaurants wouldn't be able to benefit from this. Like, look at all the small restaurants that are being closed in, like, mm-hmm. Jersey City and everywhere. That is true, yeah. Because they, I mean, like, they're not, they're not, like, huge corporations. So they can't necessarily, like, afford this, and they're not as, like, I won't say, like, not as, like, developed, but, I mean, they're not as, like, like, they can't make use of all the, all, like, all this technology. Yeah, so unemployment for teenagers increased uh, during the Great Recession of 2007 to 2009. And the the unemployment rate for teenagers actually dropped eight percent in three months. And in the prior year of two thousand eight, it had taken a full year for that to happen. So that's a really interesting statistic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so uh, that really leads into benefit six, right? Yep. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, I do it. All right. Cool. So benefit six is that. What we were talking about earlier, we, we, we kind of mentioned uh, increasing the minimum wage would have a ripple effect. So it would raise the income of people who make slightly above the minimum wage. So, I mean, this this one's pretty simple to understand. Like the minimum wage gets increased, then the workers who are making above the minimum wage would be making the minimum wage. Once it got increased, so then they would need to increase that to keep like the separation. Uh, so currently in America, there's 3.7 people that are earning minimum wage. And by increasing it to like, let's say 10, 10 an hour, uh, the wages for nearly 30 million Americans, about one third of those from the ripple effect would be affected because their wages would be raised also. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And that, I think there's more a contradiction to that than a benefit. You know what I mean? Because that yeah. point it, it's, it's kind of strong, but you know, so like the contradiction outweighs that point so much. So what the contradiction is that if the minimum wage is increased, Companies may use more robots and automated processes to replace service employees. So, you know, for example, I recently went to Florida and I went to Taco Bell. So when you go in there, 
in order because minimum wage has increased over the past you know decade two decades or so they 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 came up with this thing where you can place online orders through digital screens and you can see that in many fast food places across america in like mcdonald's you, you can even see it in a big chain restaurant like olive garden so what this does is that you don't need that many more workers anymore because you have this technological process that can do the job just as good as its employees and maybe even better more efficiently to a certain extent mm-hmm. cut out I human error too mm-hmm. i think that another factor to this ripple effect is honestly just it's the explanation for inflation because if you what raise the income of people who are making slightly above minimum wage you're thinking that okay well they're going to go out and spend in the economy and then it, it's just going to come full circle i feel like yeah, what's yeah. the point in raising the minimum wage if it's going to put people out of work in the long run? Isn't that... You know what it reminds me of? Business cycle. You know, you know what it reminds me of? It's like, you know how what? people were like, we should make school like school start times later so that way kids get more sleep? But like... That's stupid. That yeah. means we have to stay up later. Exactly. That's what I was saying. People were like, we should make yeah. start later. Then I was like, if we start school later, then we have to end school later too. So it's just a cycle that's just going to... It's so not, instead of going to sleep at 1 a.m. because of the homework I get, I have to go to sleep at 3 a.m. It's not, it's not efficient. <laughs> yeah. Especially for someone like me who's really terrible at managing time. Yeah, like when you're sitting in your bed all day. <laughs> uh, shut up. <laughs> I might die. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Oh, God. So um, what this really does is that it, it just it, it results in so much structural unemployment and because technology, let's face it, like technology can do the job better than humans because that's how they're programmed to do it. Yeah. Mm. Like you could like. Did you see about those new inventions like robots? What do you mean? The Oxford uh, robots? No. You didn't see that? No. No. Do you want to explain oh, so, it? Yeah, Devin, do you want to? Okay, fine. I'll explain I haven't it. heard so, of it. What is <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I, I forgot that. My bad. Uh, so yeah. what these Oxford University researchers did, their names were uh, Carl Benedict Frey, who was a Ph.D., who had a Ph.D. at Oxford, and uh, Michael A. Osborne, who was uh, Dr. Phil. And uh, he, they stated in a 2013 study that, you know, robots are already performing many simple service tasks such as vacuuming, mopping, lawn mowing and gutter cleaning. So all those people who work those like freelance jobs that do this like you know the cleaning service does the vacuuming and uh maybe custodians do mopping maybe some teenager in your community says you know what i'm gonna lawn mow lawn someone's like mall or lawn and then uh, (laughs) yeah uh yeah so if the robots were to take over these sectors then all those people who are working these freelance jobs they're gone like you know those those cleaning service ladies that come over to my house and charge like two hundred dollars for every single visit their their job's gone their income gone their purchasing power gone. So, like, you know, raising the minimum wage is not good because robots are going to, like, be doing these jobs for free. So that could be helpful to someone like me who is, like, consuming the services, but it's not helpful to the employees that are actually performing the service. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's just, again, like, the loss of jobs, but right? Do they do as good of a job, though? Because, like, I know, like... The cleaning like... service is terrible. We have to get... No, not that. Like, <laughs> like, look, if you look at, like, a Roomba, right? Like, a Roomba literally takes, like, 75.373 oh, years to like go and vacuum the whole house plus you can't even vacuum like this thing like if you want to vacuum doors you'd no, have to get yeah dude you'd have to get two roombas so like you know 
that's like 150.375383 years to go and vacuum your house. And so, I mean, you might you just, that you're just do it yourself. That's a, totally, <laughs> that's a totally legit stat, by the way. Wait, I have to do that yourself? by myself. My parents yeah. make me do it. <laughs> It's, it takes too long, especially like if you have like people coming over to your house in like oh, yeah. forty five minutes, like short notice. You're not gonna de- like deploy the Roomba. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, can you explain that actually? That. Like, no. If if someone's coming over to your house, like why why do you have to make it clean? Like, I don't think someone's gonna come over to your house and be like and say the first thing when they come in your door. Oh yeah, your house is not clean. What's up with that, dude? I saw no. no I, I saw I saw a video. I saw like, a someone's video. not gonna do that, right? No, I would go like, into Devin's house and be like to his mom, your house is not clean. Yeah. You're expecting it, right? I mean, like, I would think it. Like, here's the thing, though. Like, whenever somebody's, like, coming over to, like, usually, like, like, like let's say they come over to my house. I always get told to, like, clean my room, even though, like, there's no way in hell yeah. they're going into my room. So, it just, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But I guess you might as well take the opportunity to do it. No, I, I just don't care. <laughs> Hashtag not Ned. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that really leads into uh, benefit number seven, right? Yeah, benefit seven. Last benefit that we have for you today. Uh, the current minimum wage is not high enough to allow people to afford housing. So this is kind of actually what like what I talked about earlier uh, about like Seattle, about the couple that had like a kid and they were like working minimum wage jobs or like close to minimum wage and they couldn't afford housing in the area because it was too expensive. So they, they were living like these like blue tent. I think there were like blue tent zones, they called it. So something like that. So they could kind of have like some form of housing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so let's say you know how rich dad poor dad said the poor are gonna first spend their money like the rich. Yeah, you like you remember that right? Yeah. So yeah. if they if they were to do that now and they want to buy a house, they have to get a mortgage. But you know, it when they have all these mortgage payments and they're spending money on leisure instead, inv- instead of like putting it into their house, then they're not going to have enough money to afford their house. And then that way, when they decide to retire or maybe move, they can't, they can't really make any money off of it because they have so much mortgage payments left. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and you hear about that 2015 report? No. Okay. So according to the 2015 report from the national low income housing coalition, uh, a worker has to earn at least $15 and 50 cents an hour, which is over twice the federal minimum wage just to be able to afford uh, a modest like one bedroom apartment and i put that in quotes so and it's 19 dollars and 35 cents for a two-bedroom unit which is more than 2.5 times the minimum wage that's crazy yeah i know it is right and the report stated in no state can an individual working a typical 40-hour work week at the federal minimum wage afford a one or two bedroom apartment for his or her family so they can't even like, imagine, you can't even, poor people, they have to die, they can't even die a homeowner. That's terrible. That's crazy, though. Like Jimmy yeah. O. Yang said, right? Right, Devin? Dude, that Jimmy video? O. Yang, bro, shout out to Jimmy O. Yang. Yes. Love Jimmy O. Yang. But, dude, that's crazy, though. You have to pay, oh, you, well, not pay, you have to earn 2.5 times the typical minimum wage to get a two-bedroom apartment. That's a modest one, too. I mean, I feel like that already speaks to how much inflation, like, America's going through right now, and then plus, if you're gonna add this, it's just gonna get worse. You know what I'm shocking that America's like at, at the top, right? Mm-hmm. Everywhere else, you can't. You have to spend so much more, dude. At least our inflation isn't as bad as. I mean, this is an extreme example. As at least Venezuela, right? at least we're not Zimbabwe, right. or at least former Zimbabwe. 
Dude, yeah, where, uh, yeah, wait, what was that? What was that example about Zimbabwe? They used to find like, oh my god, you used to be able to spend money in Zimbabwe. It would cost billions of dollars to buy like common stuff. Like, hold on, I'm about to search this. I up. remember uh, Mr. Peters brought that up right during the last econ and finance team meeting. Yeah, yeah, he said something like that, and he said the inflation rates were so high or something uh, that. You know, uh, there was there was that example on that, right? Yeah, one U.S. dollar equals three hundred and sixty-one Zimbabwean dollars. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then it could like double overnight or something. Yeah, and it, it used to like double. In, yeah, so the fifty trillion dollars Zimbabwe note and the hundred trillion dollars Zimbabwe note uh, have no currency value. So yeah, that, so is, that is absolutely terrible. Uh, yeah, that's insane. Imagine having a trillion dollar. That's crazy. And that just meaning nothing now. Yeah, I don't like, think you everyone find, in Zimbabwe has a trillion find, dollars. No, no, but like, you could literally find like hundred dollar bills in the streets if you wanted to, because the money's worthless at that point to a certain. Right. I mean, like it was like three hundred sixty-one dollars equal like one U.S. Yeah, dollar. so we're it, yeah, Devin. You know, you know how we're going over the American revenue push. Oh no! Yeah. Not yeah, did you hear about they had to like print money? <laughs> they they because no. they they had to support the war effort, so they ended up printing all these all this money, and you know it became worthless over time. Yeah, like you finding like, let's say like, fifty cents on the street is the same as finding one hundred and fifty Zimbabwean dollars. So I mean, well, I found twenty dollars on a, a Six Flags Skyride once. Dude, you'd be like a, a I'd be rich in Zimbabwe. <laughs> In Zimbabwe, if there if the currency if you could actually translate that to like meaningful currency, you probably would have a decent amount of money. Even if you go to Venezuela too, like if you go to Venezuela, uh, and we go there with like a thousand dollars, we'd be we'd be pretty decently off, well off, a decent amount of money. That's insane. Well, there's two sides to every you know every country, right? Right. Like the, the rich side and poor side. Yeah. You ever see those videos? Yeah. Actually, a lot of in a lot of these countries, they're like almost aristocracies in a sense because the rich people also control a lot of government. Pa- not necessarily, but like they have a lot of government ties to. I think it all. Mm-hmm. It, it all it's really there it's like more. There's also political variables in it, but we'll not yeah. get. We won't get too far into yeah. that because we're only focusing on the economic perspectives. Yeah. So, uh, the contradictory to that to our previous point, which is that it's not high enough to allow people to afford housing, is that. Uh, well, it would uh, increase housing costs. Raising the minimum wage would increase the cost. So if the minimum wage were to increase, all minimum wage workers would be getting pretty much the same increase in their salaries. Um, so let's say two people are working like $7 for working for $7.25 an hour, and then it, the minimum wage increases to $12 an hour. They're still going to make the same amount of money. So, so yeah, so they're, they're going to make the same amount of money and so, so more competition be competing with each other to, yeah right. to compete like if you're bidding on a house and then you your you your income increases as well as the other person's income so you have more purchasing power so it's it's going to result in a higher price which is going to negatively impact both of you well, especially the other thing is i mean if your wage is going up you have the same um purchasing power right because if the price of the house is going up and your wage is going up it's the purchasing power is the same yeah there's no increase well doesn't it offset it depends, I think, on how much each price is obviously raising. 
That's true. Wait, what do these people do though if they can't afford a house? What what do they do? They have they a mortgage, have, like, right? Or like low income housing too. Or they depend on government stimulus programs, probably, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Like, yeah. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Especially like, in, in, you know, the cities, right? Yeah, like in LA. Yeah, yeah, or, uh, yeah, yeah, all yeah. The So there's only, there's only limited housing in cities like LA because so many people live there. So if the minimum wage goes up, the number of houses doesn't go up, there's going to be higher competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I especially like even living in LA. You can you know how the gas prices and if you go like to your local Costco in Marlboro, New Jersey, it's like around one ninety. I want to say right now, something like that. I never even been to a Costco. What, dude? You're not living. I got a Target. <laughs> dude, where, where would you go? I go to Target. Uh, well, I mean, Costco. You Costco sells everything in bulk, though. That that's what I've but, heard. Yeah, so if you go to a gas station in California, regular gasoline ends up costing $5. So bad. Very bad. Exactly. Big money. Very bad. Dude, you could literally live in Costco. All right, dude, all right. Not, 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 not relevant, man. Not relevant. Yeah. <laughs> I get being yeah, funded too much for not being that's a going to Costco. What? That's a great thought. Just getting Costco samples. I miss Costco samples, dude. Oh, jeez. Coronavirus. Yeah, when you take the whole tray and they get mad. <laughs> <laughs> Coronavirus, no more Costco samples. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I hope uh, after listening to this podcast, that was our final point. So, I hope after listening to this podcast, uh, your, uh, like, the sense of information that you have around uh, this issue has uh, broadened, at least a little bit, hopefully. Uh, we hope you take this uh, into consideration. And, you know, go spread your wealth. Remember, knowledge is power. Ding, ding, ding. You actually ding, say that? <laughs> no, you cut that out. <laughs> cut out the yeah, last I'm going to keep that in, Devin, so, you know, I can bring this Damn up it. in a couple Yeah, years. leave it in. Leave it in. No, stop. Don't do that. Oh, well, God. guys, uh, next week, we will be releasing episode five of College Sports, you know, and that's our only off-topic uh, of podcast of – Beside that, we're like straying away from business for one episode. That we have. I'm excited for that one. Just because, like, I'm going to college soon. 